0: Everyone, welcome to the Live Revolutionary Podcast, and I am your host, Vanessa Cruz. I'm so excited to be back at it again with you all. Um, before we dig into today's topic, make sure to check out episode four, which focused on waiting upon the Lord, how that looks like, how to sustain your faith, um, what is a good mindset to have, what are some things that you should believe, and how do you approach the Lord when it comes to waiting on... On blessings or waiting on God for Him to move, and so make sure to check that out. Today's topic is going to be focusing on mistakes. The one thing that I'm sure all of you love to make. Um, and not particularly just mistakes in general, but worrying about those mistakes. Like after you've made a mistake, um, how is it that you respond to it? Um, and this podcast was inspired by Uh, real life events, which is what I love to do, uh, which is what I love to talk about, because um, it just allows me to be a little bit more real. So um, let me tell you what happened. The nature of my work as a therapist is, I just really love what I do. Um, But it doesn't just stop in my office, working um, one-on-one individually or with with people there's also this administrative side to it. And back in my day, I used to be really good at administrative work. Um, and somehow, it's I'm just not as good as I used to be. Just because I my mind is all over the place, and you know what? No excuses. I, I made a mistake. And I found that I was really anxious and worried about what the consequences to this mistake would be. How I found myself... I mean, I'm talking about I was losing sleep. Um, I was thinking about it throughout the day, um, waiting for an email message back from the main office. You know, what were they going to say? How were they going to think about me? I was so I was just completely stressing over what the consequence of this mistake would cost me. Um, I'm talking real anxiety. I was calculating all possible outcomes to this particular situation. You know, what could happen here? What would this person think? What would my client think? Um, and so I'm just filled with, with fear at what the outcome could be. And then on top of that, my, the way that I was speaking to myself, the way that I was thinking was very abusive um, I was beating myself up. I was thinking, you know, what is your problem like why can't you just take an extra couple minutes and make sure that when before you submit it everything looks correct? you know what's wrong with you? Why can't you do better? Why can't you be better um and, and sort of that form of thinking and this uh, this isn't the first time that I've done this. I'm you know I'm 33 years old. this has got this is something that is, that is systemic. It has been long-term, but God chose to use this particular situation to highlight the fact that I was stuck in this cycle, in this performance-based mindset that I have been working and and wrestling through for the past two years or so when God first brought it to my attention. And so this is sort of some of the residuals that I'm still dealing with. Um, And every time that I get stuck in that performance-based mindset, God seems to be um, highlighting it and bringing it to my intention and then I have to deal with it. And so if you find that you get stuck in this same kind of battle with yourself where you are a professional boxer at beating yourself up. Um, then this podcast, I'm praying that this podcast will unleash you from this performance based mindset that I'm not sure you're, you know, I'm not sure that you even know you're in. Um, it's taken me many years to figure out that I have been participating in self abuse and, and mental abuse. And, you know, the psychological community calls it having a self critical voice. Um, and that makes sense. You know, I just like to call it, hey, you know, why are you beating yourself up? So um, I'll have three points for you from a psychological, theological, and spiritual uh, perspective. And I'm praying that this can help you sort through some issues so number one the first thing you want to ask yourself is where does this come from where do you think that this particular way of thinking originated from and what research shows um particularly this doctor um dr neff who is the author of uh, self-compassion stop beating yourself up and leave insecurity behind um and and some other articles that I was um, looking through, um, not surprising, is that it can stem from childhood experiences, and not even a childhood. It doesn't even have to be childhood abuse. It could just be a, a mere childhood experience. Um, it could be a teacher who um, who said that your you know your painting in third grade was just you know, not as good as another student's um, and and made you feel, you know, inadequate in some way. Or it could be, you know, that uncle, you know, that just didn't have a filter and and said something very mean to you, or perhaps um, a parent who never affirmed you. And as I think about this, um, I've been watching Despicable Me. You know, they did a great job displaying How Gru became a villain. And if you pay attention, you'll notice that every time that Gru has a flashback, it's a flashback of him approaching his mom with something that he either drew, something that he created, um, something like that. And her response is, eh. I mean, he, he went as far as drawing a prototype of a rocket and then building a rocket. And her response was still, eh. And so sometimes it's not even the words that people said, but it's the words that they didn't say, you know, that lack of affirmation or validation in your life that can make you feel like you're a mistake. Not only that you make mistakes, but that you are a mistake and everything that you do is a mistake. And so those are the, some of the, that's the first place I think that you should start is you, you go to God and you say, you know, where does this come from? Uh, again, it's usually brought out by some childhood experience, um, mostly because, you know, as children, we're just so vulnerable and we're susceptible to negativity, harsh cri- harsh criticisms, um, uh, even from peers, and they can shatter our confidence. They can make us feel insecure or inadequate. And, you know, I really want to take the stigma off that word insecure because to some level and extent, we're all insecure. A lot of times we use that as a, um, a form of demeaning somebody else like, oh, they, you know, she's so insecure or he's so insecure. I mean, really, we all are because we all experience some level of dysfunction, uh, growing up, whether it's in our family or, um, pain from, uh, whatever social relationships that we're involved in, they create insecurities in our life, but, um, we can thank God that, that in Christ, we are made whole. And so these podcasts are created to help you um, in that process of becoming whole and identifying some strongholds or areas we can grow and, and experience healing. And so number one, again, ask yourself, you know, where does this come from? Ask God, Lord, show me, you know, where does this come from? A lot of the time you will find that your this intense reaction toward making mistakes is oftentimes a way of avoiding other people's criticisms. See, if you don't make a mistake, then other people don't have to feel any kind of way about you. But if you can operate in a way that's perfect, and you have traits of perfectionism, then what that says is that you want to behave and act in such a way as to win the approval of others all the time. But when you make a mistake, then you're susceptible to other people judging you. And so that's why mistakes may trigger that self-critical voice where you're, where you're beating yourself up almost in, an, almost in an attempt to teach yourself a lesson. Like, hey, make sure you never do this again. Um, and so sometimes that self-critical voice, or that the reason that you respond um, in, with beating yourself up, is just this desire to avoid others' criticism. Um, and it and it makes us want to set a criteria or standard for ourselves, and it conditions us to think that we need to be perfect and better than others in order to be loved and appreciated. And so, so those are a few things that you should think about and have some time to self-reflect on. You know, where's this come from and am I and am I beating myself up because I care so much about what other people think? So really when it all comes down to it, all of this revolves, all of this type of thinking, this performance-based mindset revolves around a particular fear, right? Because the root of anxiety is a fear. Um, and so the root of this particular anxiety of, that is associated with a performance-based mindset is a fear of failure, is a fear of, of seeming like you are a failure or feeling like you're a failure. And as always, God through his son's sacrifice has provided an answer to every insecurity that we have. And so for this particular issue, justification seems like this would be the answer. The point of justification is that we can never achieve perfection on this earth. We can never, we will never be perfect and neither will anybody you know. Not the the most perfect person that you can imagine or that you look up to or you hold to such high esteem, whether it's a pastor, a, a diplomat, the pope, I mean I don't any man on this earth, can never be perfect aside from being perfected in Christ Jesus. And so the um, doctrine of justification is that we can never achieve perfection on this earth and even at our best efforts at self-righteousness. The Bible says they're filthy rags to God. And so justification is the answer, the theological answer to this um not a conundrum but to this issue to this to what can be a lie that we're believing or a false standard that we're holding ourselves to check out what galatians 2:16 says it says yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ, so we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ, and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Yet what we do is that even, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, we didn't receive salvation through works, yet we create our own set of law, making us have to work, so, so we create this standard of perfection, a self-induced, a self-created standard of perfection. And then when we don't meet it, we punish ourselves. But the word of God says that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So this is insane. Is that Jesus came to set us free from the law, yet what we do when we beat ourselves up because of a standard we we didn't meet is that we create a law and then we punish ourselves for not working in that law and that standard since we set it it it, it it's always going to move we're we're never going to be good enough but we can be good enough to god through Jesus's righteousness when we believe on him by faith. It's an amazing thing. I mean, just, okay, so justification means that God does not only, has not only forgiven me of my sins, but also has granted me the righteousness of Christ. Yet when we make a mistake and we beat ourselves up over it, it's almost like we, we're taking that, we're saying that righteousness is not good enough we're saying we want to create our own sense of righteousness, and that involves never making a mistake. But in Christ, we are free to make mistakes and yet own and yet bear the righteousness of Christ. It's, it's a complex issue, but I'm hoping that you can visualize this with me. The standard that was set by God we meet it. That performance standard that was set by God, we meet it by being in Christ. Yet when we make a mistake and we beat ourselves up for it, we're saying we're, we're creating a law and we're going we're gonna to punish ourselves for not meeting this self-created law. It's insane. It's so complex, yet all of us do it all the time. And Romans five one says that we bear Christ's righteousness and we are therefore fully pleasing to the Father. And isn't that the very thing that we aim to do in meeting our own sense of perfectionism? So now I want to take you back to um, my story of beating myself up and and wishing that I could do better and be better. And, and why can't I be perfect? You know, why can't, why couldn't I just have got it right? Why is it that I, I keep making these clerical mistakes or whatever the case is? Um, I was laying in bed that night and I still hadn't got a response from the office at work letting me know whether or not they could reverse the billing error that I had made you know, I had this notion, this sense in my spirit and God said, invite me into this. And I was shocked. I remember it stunned me because I thought, why on earth? I I know this sounds strange, but I thought, why on earth would I bring you? This is, this is my problem. I created this. This is not like a sin. If this was a sin issue, um, I seem to have no problem inviting God into my sin issues. I, I, you know, I humbly go before Him and I ask Him for forgiveness for this particular, for whatever particular sin that I that I know is against, you know, the Word of God. But when it came to this, you know, making a mistake, something that that I feel like I should have had control over, that was hard for me to relinquish. That was that was hard for me to acknowledge God in. I thought you know, why? I just had never thought about it. Why would I bring God into a mistake that I put myself into? And I said, okay, Lord, you know, well, well, here's the issue. I'm sure, you know, Uh, I I made this mistake. I I haven't heard back, you know, and I just said, if there's just anything you can do to fix this mistake that I made, that would be great. (laughs) That, I, I would love to not have to worry about this mistake. And you know what? The next day, I heard back, and everything was fine. Everything it was like nothing. And I knew I, I knew that that error that error was able to be corrected and that I and that the the admin team got back to me uh, so quickly because I had given it over to the Lord. And I, I just, I knew that I knew, wow, this was because I asked God to intervene into this situation. And so, you know, I have become like, this has been realizing this truth that really God wants us to, I mean, could you imagine that he really does want us to acknowledge him in all our ways and he will make our paths straight. And we know, we all know this verse, but do we truly acknowledge him in all our ways Uh, You know, because I just I couldn't understand why God would want to be a part of something that was so small, that was so petty, you know, and so and so in a spiritual sense, relinquish your mistakes to God, give them to Him. As small, you know, just recently, you know, you know, I mean, I'm I'm a chick, and right now. Everybody loves eyebrows and eyebrows this and, you know, the perfect eyebrows that. And I used to have good eyebrows um, until one day I noticed that I had plucked a bald spot into it. Uh, Real talk. I'm being serious right now. And, you know, I have learned from this mistake making story and I said, I'm not going to agonize over this. I'm not going to go try to get some Rogaine, like I've heard some women do, and put some Rogaine on their eyebrow bald spots. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to lay hands right now on my eyebrow, on my bald spot, on my balding eyebrow. <laughs> and I, I'm going to pray that God resurrect some follicles and... And you know what? I did that. And you know, it sounds funny. And I was laughing when I did it, but I meant it. I was like, Lord, please, if there's anything you can do, you know, it's this is my mistake for overplucking. My mistake. See, but typically we we won't invite God into these things, but I've learned. You know what? I made a mistake. I overplucked God, but I'm going to invite you into this. And I ask that you will fill it you know what he did? The next day I did not have overgrown eyebrows, but what I didn't have was a pair of eyebrow tweezers a pair of tweezers that i've had for over 7 years i'm talking expensive tweezermans um, just vanished gone i just cannot find them they're not in my makeup bag they're not in the all the usual places that i usually have them they're gone and i never misplace them because they're my favorite and they're gone and it has forced me to have to grow out my eyebrows and you know what that bald spot is being filled in now because i left it alone but i know that happened because of our God's help, who cares not only about our sins, uh, who cares not only about our well-being, but who also cares about our mistakes. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on Him. Not just some of your anxiety, it says cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. And Psalm fifty five twenty two 22 says, cast your burden upon the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. So I hope that this podcast has um, given you a new perspective about what are some things that you can approach God about, which really is the answer is all things, and how you can start addressing what may be you know, a very real fear of failure, perfectionism, and performance-based thinking. I can't wait to, to get back with you all, praying that this podcast helped you. Well, that's all for now. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Got a question? Hop on liverev.org and click Ask Vanessa. And remember to think, feel, and live revolutionary.